0: Rachel Daly is a striker. The end. The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports. She's got great passing range. She scores goals. She's great in the air. Brilliant in the air, yeah. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports. In association with Cadbury. A player and a half deserves a glass and a half of support.
1: Top of it, go! It's what dreams are made of. They are going to the World Cup. Finals. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Koi Gig Podcast. I am Kathleen McNamee and normally we would be joined by former Irish International and P-Mount player, officially signed on board for a new WNL season, Karen Duggan. But as she is off sunning herself in the lovely Barbados, we called in for a bit of reinforcements. So do not fear, instead we have two legendary Emmas to keep us company former Ireland and Arsenal goalkeeper Emma Byrne is here to keep you entertained as always while resident team of the week expert Emma Carroll also joins us after a week where shall we say that women's football was very much in the public eye for all the fun things happening off the pitch and I don't mean that in like a dirty scandalous (laughs) way in a very wholesome like team on the late late toy show and Jill Scott winning I'm a celebrity how are you both doing
0: Really good. Very good. It's a Monday. So, you know, (laughs) whatever, getting there.
1: (laughs) And Emma Carroll, am I wrong in saying that I saw that you were up last night past your normal? very early bedtime just to see Jill Scott when I'm a celebrity. For anyone who doesn't know, Emma Carroll starts her days, well, her actual official shift starts at six o'clock in the morning, which means her actual day starts a bit earlier than that. So she is very good, unlike me, and actually
2: goes to bed early. But I saw you tweeting, and it was later than nine (laughs) o'clock. It was very late. It was way past my bedtime. Yeah, I had to stay up to see Jill Scott, be crowned queen of the jungle. Um, At one point, I if I thought that man Hancock was going to be true to the final two I was like I was switching off and going straight to bed because like how ridiculous but um, no ultimate queen just a brilliant three weeks highlight everything it's great to get um, more players just people knowing them and knowing them for being people as well it's it's just it's great it was a great three weeks and I had like family members going oh yeah Jill she's the winner isn't she like and this is like day two or something and like yeah
0: yeah yeah, me too My uh, my group chat with my friends back home it was all about Jill since since minute 1 and then every day. And to be honest, I have to be honest, I wasn't watching it like religiously. I'd catch it a couple of times here and there. But I was getting all the updates from the group chat. Um, and it's funny because that's what Jill's like in real life. There's like no pretenses going on there. She is exactly like that in real life. Just really funny, smart, very witty person. Really good company.
1: And that is such a, like, I actually, to be honest, I'm a celebrity is not one of my favorite shows in the world. So I don't really pay that much attention to it most years. Paid a little bit more attention to it this year because she was on it. um, And I think it was just, again, it was really nice seeing that side of her, the kind of, like, goofy, chatty, but also very articulate on certain things, very open to talking about different things and kind of the side that I saw a bit during the Euros just with being in like press conferences or even after like the final whistle went. And I think it in my head I was like, it's weird because you would never see a men's footballer like within a couple of months of them retiring being on a show like that. But in some ways it probably served her well in the long term because people got to see that side of her. And anyone who wasn't interested in football, it's something like, oh, I know exactly who Jill Scott is.
0: Yeah. And and again, just talking about women's football, just getting people talking about it. And, um, you know, we all know Alex Scott. She's been in plenty of reality TV shows and she's done so well from them. And, and now Jill. So it's just another person that everybody is talking about. And um, what I do love about Jill is she is, she's a messer. Like I can't ever say I've heard her speaking seriously about anything apart from, in the program, I'm a celebrity, being quite honest. There's a couple yeah. of times I was like, oh, she she can be quite serious. But usually she's not. She's such a jokey person. Uh, really funny. Probably one of the funniest people I know, to be honest.
1: Mm. And it, she did Came actually, across. she won it quite overwhelmingly as well. I mean, like she was tipped. I, I wasn't sure if it was just the certain people that I follow on social media that was very much going all out for her to be tipped to be winning it. But uh, like in the... First round of the final, she claimed 47.3% of the vote. And the next nearest one was Owen Warner, who got 31%. And then obviously she won the final vote by 57.7%, which is a very impressive yeah. bit to get. And I don't think you could fully put that on just her being part of the Euros team that won, because I think a lot no. of people watch It Sled doesn't and- work
0: like that, no. no. But I have to ask you, Emma, because you like this show, right? You watch it all the time, right? Yeah. Mostly, yeah. Did you not think it was a little bit boring this year? Um, I mean, there were no scraps. Yeah, there was nothing. I yeah, I thought when Matt Hancock
2: came in that it was all going to kick off then, but they all kind of were very grown up. Asked him some questions and then were like, uh, yeah, okay, we'll leave it there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I found that a bit weird. We'll like, all be I'm a sure, great team and stuff. I'm sure he was thrown in there to to be a little bit controversial and it just didn't happen. I was like, hmm, a little bit disappointed with that reaction. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just thought it was a little bit boring. The ones I saw anyway. And also yeah. they were really good at the trials. Oh, well, apart from um, Baba or Bubba, I thought he was brilliant because he couldn't do any of them. But um, yeah, I thought it was, uh, I don't know, it was quiet. It was too quiet for me. Yeah,
2: it was. And But that's the thing with the trials as well. I thought Jill was brilliant from day one. Like she was like a captain on the field kind of egging the other two on and even when uh baba couldn't get walk the plank basically she was like it's all right it's grand and she
0: was straight out there she's like i wouldn't have done that i may hang and she was like boom wouldn't have done that one no chance it's funny though that you describe her being like a captain or something
1: on the pitch because she very much had that like sport attitude whenever she was doing any of the trials or at least the ones i saw even just the way she was talking to everyone it was a It was a team mentality. It wasn't, uh, I'm going out here to do this by myself and screw the rest of you. Um, The other big piece of social history that we had was the Irish women's team appearing on the late, late toy show. Now, it was my birthday on Friday night, so I actually haven't watched this yet. (laughs) I have only seen the clips, and I'm preparing myself for a cosy evening in someday in the next week to actually watch it. But... Uh, the clips just made me so emotional. I thought it was the sweetest thing in the world. For anyone who hasn't seen it, like six or seven players came out and surprised a little girl who's obsessed with the team with a trip to Australia to go see them perform, or, well, play, perform, play in the World Cup next summer. So, Emma I mean, Karen, I would have
0: been, been balling if they'd have uh, done that for me. Like, <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, ask you both if
1: you were like, I, I don't know what age the little girl was, like, kind of early teens, maybe yeah oh
2: it was 12, brilliant 13-ish. wasn't it because like, what, what Quevin Kelleher came out Queevee Kelleher came out earlier in the night and surprised a little boy with a trip to Anfield and I was like oh I'd love that that's brilliant and then the team out came out and like get a trip to Australia like what a prize like oh my god and just and like uh, if you had an option you couldn't believe
1: it two, which would you go I feel like I know the answer of this already but like Queeve Kelleher giving you tickets to Anfield or six players from the the team bringing you out
2: it's no contest, isn't it? You're going to Australia all day. <laughs> all day,
0: every day. No, but to, to be honest, it was just great to see them on the TV. Like, I haven't seen them on the TV since yeah. they, they they qualified for the World Cup. Like, what's going on? They should be all over their our screens. And I know there was a bit of controver- controversial problems going on there because of whatever, we're not going to mention again. But they still should have been on TV, being exposed being you know promoted and it's I think it's a real shame that we're only seeing them now but still it was great it was lovely to see I loved it and it was a surprise for me because I wasn't expecting it so I'm sitting there in my pajamas (laughs) on my own my cup of tea (laughs) 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 seeing what toys I might get for myself and then they popped out it was really cool it's very nice
1: yeah no as you say it is just nice seeing them on the television again and I suppose Again, a bit like the Joe Scott thing, showing a wider audience the the importance of this team and like also what what it is doing to like little kids who are obsessed with football. Emma, did
0: Vicky watch the toy show with you and did you have to explain to her the ins no, and outs of it all. No, I didn't. You know, what? I was lucky because I was in Barcelona and she was in Manchester, so I was really lucky. Otherwise, it would I wouldn't have been on the TV. Being <laughs> so I was all on my own and I was watching it on my own, which was absolutely perfect. I was in my element. I had all my biscuits and chocolates, which also wouldn't have been out on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really being sneaky that night. Uh, no, on my own watching it, but it was it's really cute. All the fun. I was coming in from all the nieces and nephews, all in the same pajamas, and all. Yeah, and all I didn't even treating. have my dogs to dress them in the same pajamas, so it was a bit sad actually.
1: Oh. <laughs> well, I expect for next year's toy show on the show, I want you to debut the pictures of your dogs with like their matching pajamas. <laughs>
0: deal. Hopefully, deal. at
1: that stage, it's matching Ireland pajamas because we've done something amazing in the World Cup and we're all still <laughs> celebrating
2: it come Christmas.
0: <laughs> we might be still in Australia they mightn't get us back Listen, with the time <laughs> <difference Exactly. laughs>
2: during the World Cup you might be in the pyjamas anyway so yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest if I don't have to go out which I don't because I work from home I'm always in pyjamas I'd like to tell you I have pyjama bottoms on right now <laughs> <laughs> It's always
1: good to know that we take, we're a very professional crew of this. And I've <laughs> definitely never recorded Koi Gig with Jabba Bombs on ever at all. <laughs> um, well, obviously, there wasn't any WSL action this weekend. So instead of our normal team of the week, we are going to do a bit of a team of the season so far because we are coming towards the end. Um, but before that, the Koigig Pod in Sports and is association with Cabri FC, official snack partner to the Republic of Ireland women's national team. Uh, we are still running our competition to give away lovely money for lovely equipment for your local grassroots adults club. And um, thanks for our partners at Cabri. We're still supporting women's grassroots football, and those are coming. The money is coming from the net profits from our most recent Cadbury Roadshow in Vicar Street. For your club to be in with a chance to win, contact us with your club details and contact information at the Pod at offtheball.com. Terms and conditions apply. Head over to otbsports.com for more. Coming up next, we will have our WSL team of the season so far. So Emma, we challenged you this week. Normally we leave a, a couple of weeks later, but we decided why not go for one now since we had a bit of a break with the Conti Cup action from the WSL. And you pulled together your team of the season so far. This is something we generally do anyways on Koi Gig just halfway through to see who are our top performers. And uh, I have to say there, there weren't a lot of unfamiliar names on this team of the week <laughs> when it came through. I recognize a lot of them. I feel like <laughs> this year in particular, there have been some in a lot of positions there have been some particularly high performers so do you want to run yeah. through your team and then myself and the other Emma can give you a few thoughts
2: yeah uh, Mary Earps Goal Ashley Neville Steph Catley, May Letizier and Owner Badier Emma can pr- fix my pronunciation on that one Um, Bajier <laughs> thank you um, Manham Ryden and James in the midfield and Hemp Daly and Shaw up front
1: I looked back on some of our like past WSL teams of the week and like you could pretty much track the trend in certain positions where, you know, you're like, see, so you're Lauren James, or Buddy Shaw, Manum. And goalkeeper was actually one of the few positions that changed quite a lot, but that was between three different people. It was like Erps, uh, Zinsberger, and Kapchenberger. And so I think it's fair to say there hasn't really been a massive outlier of players that have been impressive this season based on our teams is that on very say we've kept a pretty strict i'd say like 20 to 25 over the last 8 weeks
0: i just want to say emma i'm so happy yeah. you're back this week <laughs> it's so difficult because you know what i try i tried to last week i was doing as you know and i was trying to put other players in like you know from the the lower in the le- lower in the league positions because yeah. there has to be players in there and i feel a bit bad for them but at the end of the day it, you're picking the best team so they are coming from the best <laughs> the best teams yeah. it's going to be the chelseas the uniteds i did try a little bit but it was difficult this is very. of difficult.
1: like
2: Liverpool or Irish bias, just to to carry. Yeah,
0: go throw somebody Irish. That's Irish
2: not me. even carrying me through this season yet, so <laughs> it's, it's not good. Like, well, that is one of the things
1: I noticed. I was like, there wasn't even a sneaky Katie McHaven there, and that's when you know. That's when you
2: know was, it must be high up. Um, yeah, I, she's on the bench. I tried, but couldn't. She's on the definitely on the bench, but yeah, yeah. like Ashley Neville has just been so good, and Writing has been really good as well and Katie has been playing more left back as well with Cat Lee to yes. the centre so I just couldn't find a space for her. it's tough
0: No it's I mean it's a quality team isn't it I think the only thing is I would have put Kim Little in there because I know she's been injured the last few weeks but she's still so quality yeah. and then maybe I would have put Jess Park in instead of writing although I, I know why you've picked writing but I just think Jess has been doing so well And considering that she's on loan, so in other words, her initial club, as in Manchester City, obviously didn't have room for her in their team, which I think is nuts because she's absolutely quality. So maybe just kind of stick her in there. But it is, it's really difficult. But I love the back line, yeah. And I agree, Katie's, for me, one of the best players in the world, but higher up the pitch. And I would love to see her playing higher up the pitch. James Daly-Hemp, spot on.
1: And isn't it kind of interesting that when we're looking, say even that front three, Like, I don't disagree with anyone that's in there, but that we don't have more of the like superstars, as we would yeah. call them, like your Kers, your Harders, I know she's injured now, or like even Wiedema or someone. It feels like this year, while these positions are very set about who we think are the best, it's quite different to what it's been in previous years. Yeah. We probably
2: yeah, would mean, have had like a Kerr, Miedema, mead.
0: Mied. Yeah. I look at this team and I actually, it is the te- the players that are in form, right? That's what it's all about. Because yeah, it's easy to put Sam Kerr in there. But if you if I wanted a centre forward that can play football, can drop in like the, the all-round centre forward, it's got to be Daly in there now, to be quite honest. I mean, she's absolutely killing it, isn't she? Just yeah. scoring every game in the air on the ground. She's helping out defensively. She's quality. And I'm not saying care doesn't do that, but care's for me just her main thing is that ball in behind. She's class at running into channels and stuff like that. But the all round, I think it would be daily too.
2: Yeah, and brilliant yeah. signing for Aston Villa. Cause they needed it that like yeah. they struggled there last season and they like nailed it with that signing I really like.
0: But she I can't play left back for England. Bit, like. They can't put her left back for England now, surely. <laughs> surely they can't. Although yeah. I'm not sure who they would get because now when Alex Greenwood was getting dropped for City. And speaking of players being dropped, we need to, I'm I'm on it with the Irish players. They need to be playing. I'm watching week in, week out to make sure they're on that team list. It's so important for us. Yeah.
1: Emma, when you were doing the goalkeeper, I'm curious as to what was your actual reasoning for Erps over Burgers and Berger because I have all three of them have been quite close, I think. Emma Byrne will probably tell me something very technical reason why they weren't actually <laughs> and why you've made the <laughs> right choice. But just curious, as they have like the three of them have been coming up week in, week out, pretty much neck and neck for that position.
2: Uh, well, first of all, she has five clean sheets. So I think she's the goalkeeper with the most clean sheets in the league at the moment. But, um, She's just brilliant. And I just love watching her communicate with the the fence as well. And I just think she's informed. Her confidence is flying since the Euros especially. And yeah, she she has an aura about her at the moment.
0: Mm. She's the busiest as well. Yeah, she will be. I mean, for me, Berger is class. I love her. I've always loved her. Technically, she's the best goalkeeper by a long shot, by the way. But the fact is, she's not as needed as Herbs is for United. And Herbs and has made some incredible saves and been quite busy with United. So she's actually been more influential. So I agree with that as well, with you, Emma. I agree with the, all of yours, all of them. I'll take it. <laughs> well done. Welcome back. <laughs> And
1: so this is a question I ask most weeks, but I do think it always is quite telling. If you were to pick out a standout player of the season so far, and it can be someone that, you know, we've talked about before, it can be someone that you just didn't expect to have such a good season thus far and has really surprised
2: you and put in the work, who would it be? That is a tough question because especially earlier in the season, Ashley Neville was amazing and then they moved her position and she's just not having the same impact for me. I think she's a fullback and should be a fullback, like player in her best position. Um, Bunny Shaw has been brilliant as well. But for me, the most exciting person to watch at the moment is Lauren James. I just love watching her play at the moment.
0: Yeah. And even when they step up to that other level in Champions League, she's still looks head and shoulders above everyone else. And that's that's when you know, isn't it? When you're playing against the top, top teams, if they still have that standout quality and she does, she's just quality. Mm
1: -hmm. I think I'd actually... Family. I think I might put Manum in just to throw a different name in there because I think I'm not someone that anyone at Arsenal expected to, or anyone that watched the league, expected to unseat Mirama in the way that she has. And to actually properly challenge for that position and kind of earn her stripes very much. I mean it'd be interesting to see now that was back after her break, if that will make any of difference in terms of her playing. But yeah, she's just she's one that I kind of felt like Lauren James was always going to come good. I didn't know when, but I thought it would happen. Whereas someone like Manham, I just I didn't expect this play from her so far this year. Yeah. How long may it continue, I think. <laughs> Uh, Well, Emma, thank you very much once again for your team of the season so far. I look forward to reviewing it with you when we get to the end of the season and we can see how many of these players have actually managed to do it across a full season because it's great being good for the first half, but making it all the way to the end is kind of the thing that matters the most for these sort of things. It is. So there was no WSL action this weekend and instead we had a little bit of the Conti Cup going on. Although, Emma, if you did actually want to watch the Conti Cup or if you just wanted to watch women's football, it was incredibly difficult.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a shame, isn't it? If there's an, if there aren't any league games on, it should be the same coverage, right, for the mm. the Conti Cup? Um, and for me, it's a little bit of an insult for the the team's like the lower teams coming and playing the big teams because uh, this is their chance to get a bit of coverage. Right. So it's a shame. And, you know, even for us, like it's so easy to do the WSL roundup because you can just access all the games. And if you've missed one, you can go back in it. Well, today I was like, (laughs) I was going crazy. I was like, you can, you can't even get, I think they've got two games up Mm. on the player. I watched two games. Anyway, it's the same two games they have up there. So
1: I was yeah. like, right. You well, that? even like I was listening to a couple of podcasts and they were talking about the goals that were scored over the weekend. And But most of the podcasts were like, the only reason we actually know these goals were scored or we got a chance to see them is because some fan put up some grainy footage yeah. on Twitter yeah. or wherever it was. And that way we were able to see it. And I don't know what you feel about like the Conti Cup as a tournament because I feel like it always gets to like the final or maybe like the semifinals and people start paying attention and you're like, ah. Oh, how did City and Chelsea or like City and Arsenal or whoever it is get here? Because very rarely is there that much of a surprise in who gets to the end of it. And I feel like they need to do something to make this a sexy tournament that people want to pay attention to. Because there are some great matches and there are some really interesting matchups, especially as you say, with the lower league teams who aren't in the WSL and in some ways gives you a great insight if you're not a regular championship watcher into yeah. the teams that might come up, like look at Liverpool last year, whoever it might be, it gives you as insight into what's happening in those lower leagues. But it's just like it just gets lost in amongst it everything does, else. It
0: does, and it, do you know what? It's always been like that. You know, it's always been like that. The league cups always been like that. It's a chance for managers to play the the squad players, give them minutes, and I think that's kind of an indication that. Not that they don't take it seriously, they do take it seriously, but it's not as important as the FA Cup or the league and that's that is the truth of it. and yeah, the the same teams always get to the end whether it's Man City, Chelsea blah 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 because they have the better squads and it's as simple as that. um but if I were a Durham or a Sunderland, this would be my opportunity to go and show them that we can compete at that level. The problem is the gap there is a big gap between the two leagues. And yes, they can pull off some great results like Durham, Man United, for example. But you're talking about those teams, Durham, Sunderland are okay. Um, You know, Southampton, not really, like they're not there yet to compete. So that's why it's difficult to kind of support it as well because there's a massive difference. But I think you know as in as in television rights and and just showing the games on tv i don't see why not and what i really don't like is when they record or show the t- the games and there's no commentary <laughs> it's so strange for me to watch a game with no commentary
1: yeah, you're kind of, and especially because the camera angles are never great, so you're kind of like, it's not like zoom in exists or, so, you know, replays no, or anything no like replays, that. No, replays, no. You're left just kind of guessing and hope you've worked out what's happened and then checking if someone has actually put up some sort of report. Actually, yeah. to be fair, one thing I did notice was that a lot of the regional papers were quite good at doing match reports and stuff. So okay. there there is that there. It's just not really being replicated on a kind of mass media basis. Yeah. Yeah, Um, but in terms of the football that did happen do you have a particular point that you would like to start at was there anything that did stick out to you from the two games that you watched
0: Um, well I think Durham are an interesting team I'm kind of following them a little bit lately because of the result against United Um, I actually played against them when I had my very very brief spell at Brighton (laughs) Uh, we played against them in the summer league and they were really good like I was really surprised they didn't get promoted Mm. Um so that's interesting for me because, and of course, they've got our Irish girls there. So always pay attention to that. Saoirse Noonan and McAloon, who's doing really well, by the way, the goalkeeper. Um, so, yeah, the Aston Villa-Durham game, I was quite interested in that. Aston Villa won 1-0, but it was a really tough game for them. So that was that was quite interesting. Was it the
1: seventy-five minute that Rachel Daly scored on? It was quite late on. Yeah,
0: it was really, it was late on. It was um, the 75th minute yet. Yeah. And it was just one of those goals. You could see that the Durham defence were tired and it was a good goal. It was good communication um, between the Aston Villa players. But yeah, I thought I was quite impressed with them. Um, Tottenham beat Coventry. Five one or something like that. Yeah, and that for me was interesting because Coventry would have been one of the teams that were up there when I was playing, and I thought the club itself is a very good club, and it's they've really good uh, foundations there. But obviously they have a little bit to go. Um, and apart from that, I mean, I watched. Oh what well as well they had we had the Reading Liverpool game the the mm. league game on last week, but yeah. I was watching Reading again. Um, they're struggling. They're really struggling. I mean, uh, they Maybe. need something. They need a change in there. They won, but um, they definitely need a change in there. And it's quite sad to see because again that that club used to be really high up there. I mean, they beat. Southampton 3-0 so there weren't any problems there again with players that don't usually play bringing in the players uh, from the squad but yeah um, apart from that the Irish girls Birmingham City unfortunately they lost um, 2-0 to West Ham unfortunately Jamie Finn gave away a penalty so <laughs> not good for the Irish girls there uh, didn't really watch any of the other games caught up a few highlights here and there mm. in general it was quiet it was a quiet week really it was a quiet
1: week and like I think well some of, one of the things I picked out for some of the games is interesting like say Reading beating Southampton 3-0 like in terms of where Southampton are in the championship table yeah. like I thought that yeah. was an interesting comparison just because Reading are in that drop zone and Southampton are also in that zone where they might go up so they're London City are yeah. first or 20 uh, Bristol are second on 19, but have a game in hand. And then Southampton are third on 18. Um, So just seeing how they played against each other and what, what the matchup was like there was interesting. Although I feel like teams do have that different mental attitude when it comes to the Conte Cup. Uh, the fact that Liverpool are on a complete winning run so far. I mean, they have a relatively easy group-ish. Like they have City, but they haven't actually... Um, played them yet? So they have three wins from three uh, with Leicester, Sunderland, and Blackburn. The other ones there. Um, it was actually but again
0: a- Liverpool only beaten Blackburn one nil. Mm. Very tight. Very it is tight a tight game. game. Yeah, um,
1: but I.
0: It's more just the
1: I don't know. I feel like we keep talking about Liverpool as if they they need to get their like mentality straight somewhere. They also need someone to come in and be the I suppose what Leanne Kiernan did for them last year and they haven't
0: really loved that but you know what I think I I honestly think Liverpool are in a better place than Reading at the moment and just watching that game last week um, I mean, I, I said it last week as well about Rachel Furness. I think she's she's playing brilliant and I really like her as a player. She's so commanding in midfield. But just watching them play in last week, they were just better all over the pitch. They looked like they had a game plan. You know, I'd say they were disappointed they, they didn't come away with a win, to be quite honest. So mm. I'm not worried about them. And the fact that Banda Sanden's coming back in from an injury. Massive for them. He's a massive player for them. I think they're going to be just fine. It's, no, I agree. It's read in, I'm worried about. To be I honest. feel like if
1: Liverpool could get someone on loan in January, or else, I I don't see them dropping at the moment. I don't think they're going to be that team. And signing someone as either like backup to Leanne Kieran or someone who can give her, who can kind of do produce similar to what she did for them last year in the championship, then mm. that's like one of their areas. Because a lot of time they have a lot of chances, they just can't get them in the net for whatever reason. Um, yeah,
0: I mean for me I'd love to see them sign a box to box midfielder that you know just a complete workhorse and that pushes van der sanden higher up and pushes Melissa Lally higher up so they don't have to drop back into midfield so much so just strengthen up that midfield so they can keep their forward players higher. Um but I think they're looking quite good actually and you know, it's great to see. Well, I'd like to see Megan Campbell get more minutes. Um, She played in the the Continental Cup. But yeah, I mean, Neve's in there doing great. Yeah, just I think a midfielder would be great for them. I think that's where they're lacking.
1: Mm. And just to do like a quick run through some of the Champions League results that there were last week as well, because there were some really interesting ones. Um, we had Juventus 1, Arsenal 1, Barca 3-0 against Bayern. You were saying that you were at that one, I think?
0: Yes, I was working on that one and um, they're incredible. I mean, that's just... I don't usually I'm not usually in awe of of teams that much, but I just can't help being in awe of Barca Femini. Like they're just incredible because Bayern came out who are a strong team hmm. and they pressed high and they were they were doing really, really well. Byron, I was like quite impressed with Byron. And it's funny because I never talk about Barca if another team's doing well, even though they could be under the cotch, because I'm just so happy someone's yeah. given them a game, to be quite <laughs> honest. And Byron came out and they did really well, you know, they've Georgia Stanway, Stan so you know they've decent players. And and Barca just they decided they wanted to score. I feel like okay, we're we're sick of this. We're going to score, okay? And then we're going to score another two. They just decided. And if Aitana Bonmatí is on form, forget about it. Like just and she was
1: on form for this game. Like her goal was she
0: was incredible. She really was. But it's funny because uh, they played against Atletico Madrid on, on Sunday, which was yesterday. Um, and Aitana wasn't in the game at all. And then Mariona Caldente came on the pitch and just absolutely ran amok. I'm like, OK, so if it's not Aitana, if you're playing against Barca, you have to mark Aitana. You mm-hmm. have to mark her out of it. Then you've got Patrick Guijaro. OK, not a huge problem as far as far as I'm concerned. But if they bring on Mariona, <laughs> like forget about it. It's impossible. It's, it's like you work intense. out
1: how to get rid of one player off the pitch and then you realize that there's like five others that you need to contend with. Or there's five yeah. others that can come off the bench and just like completely exactly. change up the tactical system.
0: Like you can sit deep, play with the five across the back, then they'll just pop it around you. You can press high, which if it works, it's very, very good. Atletico did it as well and they did it really well. But as soon as they decide to break that press, they're taking four or five players out. Like it's just, and they play it over the top. They can bring Asi Sadoshwala on the pitch, fastest player in the world and just play it over the top. They've got everything. So yeah, I mean, for for the Champions League as well, their players are coming back. I don't know when Alexia Puteus is back, but she will be back for the final. Yeah. If they get to the final, when they get to the final.
1: When was that? That was like July that she was first injured. It's probably gonna be yeah. minimum another four ish months.
0: Yeah, I mean then. they'll they'll be they'll be safe with her. she should be Especially back. Especially with the, the World, World Cup coming up. World, World. Cup, I was gonna say, which although uh, oh, by the way, I did put it out there on Spanish TV because we were talking about these players that weren't going to the national team and there's twelve players, blah blah blah. And I was like, Do you know what? If they have any Irish grannies or grandads <laughs> Or any Irish, like ever, <laughs> tell them to contact the FAI. We'll have them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, so we'll get there. the Bierup
1: House number straight away. There's <laughs> absolutely no problem. And like tell us if you want to come play for Ireland,
0: you are more than welcome. Very welcome. <laughs> they can stay in my mask app if they want. Like <laughs> she'll cook for them. No problem. Yeah we'll literally we'll we'll organize everything all you have to do is come and play some football
1: we will literally we will sew the green jerseys ourselves um yeah no I like I saw a few people talking about obviously Barcelona beating Bayern 3-0 isn't really the result that I you know they have it in them but I suppose I kind of expected Bayern to put up a, a little bit more of a fight and for it to be a bit more attritional but as you say it was just like Barcelona just got a Bit bored and they just turn the. It's impossible like...
0: because Byron did really well the first half, and I was like, "Yes, it's going to be a game." Can I wait for this? And they just can't keep it up for the ninety minutes, and you can see them; they're becoming lethargic, they're switching off, and that's when they're like the Barca animals. They just they smell the the weakness, <laughs> and they just go into another gear, and it's. It, I, ne- I nearly feel sorry. I do feel sorry for the teams that play against them being honest
1: yeah well I've only ever seen them live play against Arsenal in the Champions League and it was feeling sorry
0: is a very good way of putting it because that's exactly yeah. how I felt watching it all you can't sit back well Arsenal did they sat back yeah. too much unfortunately they just invited
1: it on Um, and obviously they won one against Juventus with old manager Joe Montemurro which is, a, I mean, everyone always said in this group that Juventus are not the easiest team to cover up against and very easily could be a slippy banana, uh, which they proved to be a tiny bit for Arsenal. I'll be at the yeah. end of a tough enough couple of weeks or a couple of days for them. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're more fixtures, I think, in the middle of December for the Champions League so sure, we will yeah. update yeah. you all on those when they come but for now that is it from myself and Emma for another week we will hopefully be back with our full cohort next week although absolutely no promises though. we don't want
0: her back <laughs> stay in Barbados Carlo we don't want you
1: <laughs> yeah she she's too busy having a great time while we're here slogging away yeah and stop sending us
0: pictures of of bottles of beer and sand and gorgeous water. We don't want to see it.
1: No, <laughs> ends up coming through as well when it's like lashing rain outside and you're like cold thickening. and you're just, thickening. <laughs> And it's not like she works hard the rest of the year and totally doesn't deserve it (laughs) at all. Um, But yeah, we will be back with our full cohort next week and we will bring you all the latest action and chat from the world of women's football. As we have proven by today, we have now gone on to general cultural issues when it comes to women's football and just talking about what's on the TV. So you never know what you'll get with the next episode of Koi Gang. But thank you all for listening and we will see you next week.
0: The Koikeg Pod on OTB Sports. In association with Cadbury, a player and a half deserves a glass and a half of support.